The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. And welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. Wow, it's beautiful today. I can't wait. And I'm going away soon. It's beach week for my family, which is always exciting for us. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. How you doing? It was brutal in this city. Wasn't it brutal this last few days? A little bit. Um, I helped a blind guy get on the subway today. That was fun. Oh, that was nice, Seth. I grabbed his wrong arm. He's like, oh, this arm. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we did some volunteer work. There's, there's like this kid's Olympics up in Harlem. That was fun. At the, there's like a nice track and field up there. It's really nice. Oh, that sounds fun. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was all for Showtime? Uh, not the blind guy. The rest of it, yeah. Oh, I didn't think the blind guy was for Showtime. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So everything's going good with you moving? Like, so you're definitely going to be moving? Yes. Thank definitely you. moving. Goodness. Unless I don't. Yeah. Does this house have, the new house have air conditioning? It does. Uh, central? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the because I was thinking about you the other day when it was like 110 heat index. Yeah, I invited myself over to my brother's house. Oh, he has central air? Sure does. Well, yeah. Yep, you and yep. the kids just piled in the old station wagon and drove on over to the brothers. Uh, Basically, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Did you take him over to the... Do you, does he have a pool? No. Oh. We go to the pool. It just, it just didn't even be... It wasn't even nice being outside. The air was disgusting. Yeah, it was so thick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, not good. It just felt unhealthy. And I get worried about uh, my, you know, like elderly people, and I get worried about pets. My big thing is pets. I'm always like looking around to make sure I don't see some pet locked in a car, stuck outside. I, I would just flip. We were driving. We saw some older lady stumbling down the street. I was like, she's going to drop. Oh, my God. It was, yeah, it was strange. That yeah, is strange. That's yeah, really, really but, um, scary. You know, health. You kind of take your health for for granted when you're healthy. I mean, when you're feeling good and everything's good, you know, and then all of a sudden, like one stupid thing, like being outside working or, you know, not drinking enough water. I mean, especially not drinking enough water. I mean, there's tall, there's different telltale signs. Like you start cramping up, your legs get cramped. You really got to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, former, uh, former New York giant died a week or two ago. Really? 30 years old, he's working outside. Oh, that was the guy that was working outside? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. It's only 32. That is so bad. Again, like, yep. I pay attention, like, I start getting leg cramps. I know I'm not drinking enough water. That is good. It's true. We should, um, you know, maybe for the next headlines and headaches, we should uh, put in, you know, signs that you're dehydrated. Oh, good idea. You know what? I'm going to yeah. do that. We'll do that for next week. I'll look for that. In the meantime, I, I have a great idea. Today's guest, Katie Beecher, is a medical, spiritual, intuitive, and medium endorsed by Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop magazine for her eerily, I can't say that right, ear, eerily accurate yep. abilities. Say that for me. Eerily accurate abilities. Thank you. I can't get that out of my mouth. As a licensed professional counselor who works with celebrity CEOs, politicians, and professional athletes, as well as an author, Katie dives deep into how you can tap into your own intuitive abilities. She actually read me. She wants to know your first name and your age, and then that's all she wants to know. And then she sits in and taps into her guides, and she came back with the most amazing reading. For me, I am. She also paints. She takes a, a blank sheet of paper and paints watercolors and explains to what each um, color means on your body. It's just amazing. She was, you know, such a such a 
gifted person, and I was so excited to get this. I can't wait for you to listen to the show. So it's with great pleasure we welcome Katie Beecher. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. I'm so, 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 so excited. And it's a little bit like, you know, there's a little uh, anxiety over what you're going to tell us all. Like, oh my God, is she going to say, oh, guess what? This is going to happen. You know, everybody thinks that when they know somebody's intuitive or psychic, correct? Very true. Usually people are afraid to have their readings. And then afterwards, they're like, oh my God, that was so nice and calm. And and it made me feel so good. <laughs> and, and, and that's, and I, again, before we get too deep into this, I, I'm going to make, I'm going to do a quick shout out to all, both of our friends, our, my dear friend, Haley Grip, who, actress Haley Grip, who introduced me to Katie and said, Care. She like called me. She texted me. She called me. You know, I need to speak to you. She's like, Oh my gosh, you got to talk to this woman. You got to, you know, you got to hook up with this woman and become her friend. And she's got to follow you because this isn't, she does amazing work. And so thank you, Haley. I love you to death and we'll, we'll be together soon. But um, I want to just get into exactly what it is you do because it's so interesting and there's so much to it. So you're a medical, spiritual, intuitive, correct? Yes. And a licensed professional counselor, correct? That's correct. How? Okay, that's it. Right there. <laughs> Talk to me, girlfriend. Like, when did this start? How did it start and what's going on with it? Okay. When I was really little, and I'm not exactly sure when it started, but I remember being able to pick up on people's thoughts and know what they were feeling. I remember feeling like I had this inner guidance and looking up at my parents at some point, think I was around three, and saying, you know, I know how to take better care of myself than you guys are doing. So I always felt like I had sort of a, an old soul um, inside of me. And I never really knew what to do with these abilities. I picked up a lot of evil and negativity. And that's really, really frightening when you're a young person. So I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. And two things happened that were kind of pivotal in my life. One is when I was 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, really, it's a little late. <laughs> when I was 10 years old, almost 11, I got my period and I developed really early. And some of the girls in my class decided I'd be a great target for bullying. Oh, boy. So that happened for several months. And I ended up feeling pretty horrible about my body and just being female and developing and just pretty darn awful. And then growing up in a pretty dysfunctional family, um, between the bullying making me feel bad about my body and the dysfunctional family stuff, I developed bulimia and depression. And it was definitely divine intervention that helped me get better because I decided that either I was going to end my life because I was throwing up three times a day and it was pretty darn unpleasant, or I was going to get help. And without telling either one of my parents or anyone else, I called our pediatrician. This was 1983, 82 or 83, when no one talked about bulimia and the doctor just said, you'll be fine. This is not a big deal. And, and I knew I was not going to be fine and it was a big deal. So he gave me the name of a Jungian therapist and I, it took me two months to get up the courage to call her, but I did. And she taught me not only to accept my abilities and to be able to talk about them, but she taught me about connecting to my intuition. And I learned that with intuition uh, and connection to yourself and self-love that you could really heal from anything. So that was sort of the start of it. Then I became a licensed professional counselor and always worked very intuitively. I felt that listening to my inner guides made me a better therapist than, than anything else, basically. And sometimes I would 
channel people's loved ones if we were talking about them, which freaked me out. But that happened. Then about 10 years ago, my mom got a flu shot and became 100% paralyzed and um, temporarily blind. The flu shot effects, the paralyzation lasted for 10 years. And anyone who's ever taken care of a loved one when they've been sick knows that that can change your life. So I had been an artist, I had been a, a therapist, and didn't really feel like my life was the same. I needed a new direction, I needed a new meaning, and I ended up taking a three-day workshop with Mona Lisa Schultz, who is a pretty well-known medical intuitive, barely knowing what medical intuition even was. And she said, I'm going to give you a name and an age. Tell me everything you can about this person or animal. And I knew a lot. And by the end of the first day, she said, not sure what you do in real life, but you really should pursue this. And that was about eight years ago. And I've been doing this ever since. And I really feel like this is my calling. That's amazing. It's amazing. First of all, to me, it's amazing at such a young age that you were such a strong will. However, I totally get that because I was pretty much a strong will. But um, it's amazing that you took the reins, you took the reins from your parents and you controlled your own life. And in that right in itself, I mean, that's just amazing. And I, I feel like people, young people or even anybody, nobody, you know, any, everybody doesn't realize that you, you are the one that has control of your life. Correct. Right. Right. right absolutely. And if, if you don't do it, no one's going to do it for you. And if people keep going, well, you know, well, you know this or you know that. No, the reality is it, whether you're 3, 6, 12, 33, 53, or 103, you have choices. Yes. I mean, of course, when we're younger, we have much less choices because of our caregivers. Right. But we do have some choices and we need to, and that's been my new theme. And Seth and I talk about that a lot about making choices in your life and recognizing the fact that you made the wrong choices, you made the right choices and paying attention to those cues, correct? Oh my gosh, that's so true. And I really believe, I have this saying and it's sort of called a feather or a sledgehammer. And intuition can either tickle you with a feather and give you little signs that you need to pay attention, um, that you need to rest, that you need to get something off your chest, that whatever it is that you need to do that, or you can wait <laughs> and it can hit you with a sledgehammer and then you can end up really sick. You can end up with an accident. You can end up having to get fired or lose your job or something like that. But we really do have choices and it's not the same as saying that you cause your illness, but I do believe that illness and symptoms are signs from our intuition. And we, if we pay attention, that we can really listen and prevent a lot of things from happening. I, I think so, too. And um, I know that people shelf it. I've shelved it in parts of my life. Sure. In my life. I know people shelf their intuition because they think, well, I'm, I'm overthinking it or I'm being silly or whatever the case of it is. But the reality is we were once animals. Mm -hmm. And we've buried our intuition under a deluge of constant media strikes and constant, you know, everything's in our face all the time, worse and worse and worse every day, that we forget to, to come back to ourselves, correct? Absolutely. It's very, very true. And sometimes one of the hardest things is learning to love and accept yourself. And your show is about being tough and going through tough things. And the hardest thing I ever did was recover from bulimia, but it wasn't for the reason that people think. And I honestly believe that getting that was the best thing that ever happened to me because it helped me separate from my family and it taught me how strong I was. And it, it obviously started me on this intuition path. But the toughest thing about recovering was learning to love and accept myself. It wasn't giving up the behaviors. It was, it was learning that I was okay no matter who I was or what I was doing and that I deserved love, which was really sad because we're all born loving ourselves and then we unlearn it. 
Yeah, that's so true. We come, we all come into this world with a blank slate, pretty much. Um, and not everyone, of course, there are babies that come in with some pretty serious issues with um, either physical, mental, or right. the parent, the way their parents, or the way the mother carried them. But we all come in with kind of a blank slate. And um, from that moment on, we need to st we start building our life. I know I've had, I get worried about people that, um, that like to bury. I have a girlfriend who will say, I'm not going to the doctors. I'm not going to the mm -hmm. doctors. Her mother passed away very quickly, very young of um, cancer. Like mm -hmm. when they found out she had cancer, that was it done. It, like seemed like it wasn't months. Maybe it was, maybe it was eight to 10, 10 months, but months later she was gone. And it was just so devastating for her. Right. And the result. Now she's like, forget it. I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not. And so many of my girlfriends have breast cancer or, or colon cancer. And so many, and I'm talking not just acquaintances, I'm talking close, close, close right. friends. And um, they, they, they know that they handle it. They take their treatments. However, they also are like in denial of it too, because they'll say, well, I'm not, I'm not going through that again. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. What you do, how you help them is almost a softer blow because what happens is you talk them through it. Let's go to what you do because believe it or not, everybody, she did this to me. Like she, she asked, you know, and she did a big workup on me and I'm telling you what, I, my jaw dropped on a few things. I mean, she was spot on. And um, so I'm going to, let's walk them through the steps, Katie, of how it goes and how you do it. Sure. Do you want me to just start with the beginning? Sure. Oh, okay, absolutely. So people usually contact me through my website, which is katiebeecher.com. And I ask for their name and age. I don't need a birth date, just their name and age. They give me their email and how they'd like me to contact them. Then I spend some time, I go into a little bit of a meditative state and I have the four-page chart with the uh, emotional and physical descriptions of each chakra, which are the energy centers of the body. And those, the parts in the chart are basically blank, and then I, I fill them in um, with information from my guides. Then, and as you saw, there's a lot of information on there, very detailed personal information. So it's not something that I could find on Google or on Facebook or on anything else. It's deeply personal. And then I create a, um, a sorry, I create an intuitive painting, um, intuitive soul painting with watercolor. And that tool is pretty amazing because it's nonverbal information and all of the colors mean something, the placement of the colors means something. If people's arms are up or down or where their feet are or anything else, they all mean something. And when I'm doing the chart, it's words, so my own humanness can interfere sometimes with the information, but with a painting, it doesn't. So I will then send my clients their report and painting before we meet. And then at our meeting, we talk about everything. Um, it's a very interactive process because I really want to get people's feedback. Um, my job is to help get to the root cause of things. Um, not everyone's sick. Sometimes people just want to know more about their life. But my job is to help people develop their intuition, to get their feedback on what I wrote, to help them learn about themselves, and to help them develop a plan going forward about anything that they want to improve in their life. And um, sometimes it's, you know, um, I always teach people how to develop more about their intuition because that always comes up, but all the, the sessions are completely different and they're, they're all really amazing. It's really gratifying and people, I usually make people cry. You didn't cry. So, um, I'm but you know, I'm a crier. So that's, that's But I was blown away. Let me just tell you that much. Let's just, um, let me just say, and I want everybody to know this, every single person alive, um, every single person, I don't care if you're living under a rock or you're living on a mountain, you have intuition. 
Absolutely. So for people like, oh, no, no, I don't know. You're very confused as to what intuition is. Mm-hmm. Katie, let's, let's clarify that for them because a lot, I hear that a lot with people. They'll be like, boy, is she reading your fortune or whatever? Let's clarify what intuition is for people. Sure, sure. So my definition of intuition is a little bit different than the way intuition is normally thought of, which is sort of like a premonition or a psychic type of thing. And the way that I was taught about intuition is the Carl Jung definition, which is intuition as this all-knowing force that is with you all the time, that loves you unconditionally, loves you completely, doesn't judge you. It's always there protecting you. And you can go to it any time to help you make decisions or get answers. And we really do have it with us all the time. Sometimes it gets confused with fear. Sometimes um, we're afraid to listen or trust it because it can make us, well, ask us to do difficult things because it's there for our, for our good. It's there to help us on our path. But it's, sometimes it takes some, some tuning to figure out what's your intuition and what is fear. But we all do have it. And it's just like a gut feeling. There's nothing, there's nothing weird about it. There's nothing woo-woo about it. We use it all the time. We just don't always know that we're using it. It's so true because um, you you have to trust yourself first mm-hmm. in this world. You have to trust yourself. You have to say to yourself, I'm going to make good, solid decisions. I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to do the thing I've always wanted to do. And if you do not trust yourself, you're fighting the flow. You're, and you're making your journey harder than it has to be. There are desires and there are needs. Okay. So, and everyone has both. Let me just say that everyone has both desires. Everyone has needs, but you need to learn to take care of yourself, to embrace yourself and to trust yourself first and foremost. That comes with discipline and that's one of the things people people don't like disciplined lifestyles. Do you find that with the people you read? I do. I think that people are, and this is a little bit of a sweeping generalization, but I think that we live in a society where people want to take a pill or they want a quick fix or sometimes people will say, just fix my physical problem. Just tell me what supplement to take or, or just tell me, what I can, how what I can exercise or something like that. And my readings are very comprehensive. So everything comes up, things like having to change your relationships or change your job or having to stop taking crap from people. And I will always say, it's not just physical. You have to look at all of this other stuff because you might be able to temporarily fix your physical issue, but something else is going to come up if you don't address this other emotional and physical stuff and it's hard work it's work that's exactly what it is you know even like i have a i'm I'm a pretty i'm like a very positive person it annoys people it actually (laughs) it annoys the crap out of people when i go into like the office right everybody's grumbling and they're really upset and they're like oh today sucks and oh my god it's 900 degrees and the customers suck and this person and they just go on and on, like through my journey from the front door to my office. Right. I hear like bits of, and then people feel the need to tell me, by the way, they run up to me just to tell me today's really bad. Oh my God. You're going to wish you weren't here. Like they just need that. They have that need to tell you. Right. So that's just like part of their, their, their stuff. I've realized that's part of their journey. I don't let them put it on me. So then I've had, I mean, it's got to be like every couple days, somebody will be say to me, why are you so positive? Like, why? Like, is there, do you have money we don't know about? Or, <laughs> I mean, is there something going on we don't know about? Like, how can somebody be so happy all the time? And I'm like, it's a choice. It and is. They look at me like I'm, I've got like 10 heads. Like they, that, did you hear that thunder just now? That was thunder. We're having a little bit of thunder and lightning storm. However, they look at me like I have 10, 10 heads. So everybody has the choice, right? To be happy, to be sad, to be up, to be down, correct? 
Absolutely. So by, by connecting with your inner self, connecting with your inner soul and, and connecting with what you, they're like, I don't know. Do I call them spirits around you? Do I call them, what do I call them around you? Well, for a long time, I thought I was just talking to my intuition and I definitely believe that I do. But I also realized that I was talking to what I call my guides and guides can mean a lot of different things. Uh, it's just sort of spirits um, could be loved ones. For me, I believe it is some, some spirit, um, spirit beings and my grandmother and my mom and people I've never heard of and not aware of. And um, I don't really know their names, the people who are not loved ones. Some people do know the names of their guides. I don't really think it's important, but I know that these are definitely, I feel that they are working through, through whatever you feel is God. I do believe in God and I think God is love. And they're absolutely just forces of love that are there to help myself and help other people. So, so and well, I believe that as well. And so, so it's not all woo woo and people flying around the room and you know that crazy stuff. So what it is is um, connecting with things that that can help and guide you. Correct. Definitely, definitely. No, it's not woo woo at all. And we all have gut feelings. And people are doing a lot of research, in fact, on quantum physics and things that are scientifically explaining why we're connected and how we're connected and why we get feelings about people and why we know someone's going to call and, and things. So there's a lot of evidence for all of this and for people doing what I do and for energy healing and for healing through thoughts. And you know, there's a lot of real scientific evidence for this now. So I used to, at first when I, realized that I had these abilities. I was kind of afraid of them and thought it was weird. But like my husband says, you know, one time I said to him, how does it feel to have a, a wife that talks to dead people for a living? And he said, well, just sort of like somebody who builds houses well or, or is an athlete or something like that. And I thought, oh, okay, that's really normal. Thank you. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm going to take people through the process of what you did for me. So, and again, thank you so much. That was very kind of you and very generous, in fact, of you. So what happens is um, she, you meditate. Is that how it works? You meditate on me or you just sit and think about who I am or. Yeah, I put, I look at your name and age basically. And then I have the blank chart in front of me. I use the same chart for everyone. And then I ask my guides for the whatever information they want to give me for your good. I start with the seventh chakra, which is the top of the head area. And then I go down the body and I do body scan, but also energy. And I just listen to whatever it is they tell me and I fill in the blanks and, uh, yeah. And you've, and you found some, I mean, just so they know, I'm going to use me because everybody knows that listens to the show and that I'm pretty open. Like I'm a super open book and she immediately knows that I have thyroid disease. I've had it for, my mother had thyroid disease. It just runs in our family. So she immediately picked up on that. That was like big blaring. She got it right off the bat. Um, she knows that I have, you know, issues with, you know, going slow and calming down. Like I, I, I'm, I'm doing a hundred miles an hour all the time and I need to kind of train myself to stop doing that. But in the meantime, she had little nuances of things that when she said them, I knew they were true. However, I never focused on them. I didn't care about them. Like, you know, they just were something that were just like part of my personality. Oh yeah, whatever. I, I've got that going on. So I thought that was super, super interesting. A dear friend of mine, she picked up something on her that was extremely important and extremely, um, you know, she had to go see somebody medically about it immediately. So there's pieces of the puzzle that Katie picks up that you kind of like, yes, no, but is she not going to hit everything a hundred percent? That was, that's what I'm trying to get at. She makes, it's very authentic because if you hit something a hundred percent, then I'd be like, Hmm, eh. but she hits like 
I'm going to say she hits out of the ballpark, just so you know. And so, Katie, is there any time that you have a very difficult time reading someone that you sit there and go, okay, nothing's coming? Only when I get in my own way. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like with people's intuition in general, if, if I'm having um, a bad day or something, or if, if I'm feeling anxious about something, if I'm thinking about some issue and I am just having trouble relaxing, then I have to do something to get out of my own head or else I really interfere with that process because it really involves just letting my guides work through me. So it's, it's very interesting. There have been a few times when I've sat in front of that chart and just thought, oh dear God, like I'm not getting anything or I'm just gonna screw this up or it's gonna be wrong. And I've just learned to trust it and let the information flow. And when people get them, they're always like, okay, this is amazing. How do you do this? This is incredible. So I've learned to trust it. And I've also learned, and this is really great advice for anyone who wants to do this work. I've learned that you just let the information flow and you figure it out. And a great example of that is I was working with a young girl and I happened to hear teeth enamel. So my humanness thought, oh, there must be something wrong with her teeth enamel. And I met with her mom and turned out that wasn't true. What was true is that she had an extraordinarily strong teeth enamel. So I was bringing something out to show her parents that this was real, that they could trust it, but it wasn't what I thought. Right, right, right. That That's amazing. So that that's, that's incredible. Um, now you've, of course, and we, we discussed this in your intro, but you've worked with fitness professionals, you've worked with um, uh, Olympic athletes, um, celebrities, CEOs of multi-million dollar companies. I mean, you've been sought after by, by so many people. Does it ever become ominous? Does it ever become um, overwhelming or the celebrity is so big and so bold and so in your face and so up there that you're afraid to read them? At first I did feel that way. And then I just realized, again, I have to just let my guides do the work and immediately just say just they're like everyone else and they have the same issues as everyone else and the same insecurities and the same problems. And I really, they just, they need the same thing that everyone else does. And as soon as I start the session, um, they're just regular people. And I just go into my helping mode. And it's, it's really, it's such a pleasure to get to work with people all over the world and so many different kinds of people, because I learn from each and every client. Right, right. And that's, and you know, I love that about you. I love that you say, I learn from other people. I attribute this all the time and I, I say this a lot when I'm taught when I'm speaking because I do a lot of speaking or when I'm I'm you know on the show I say I have learned something from every single person I have done in my show I have interviewed in the show. Yeah. I mean I have learned tremendous I mean I and of course I call them life lessons and people look for the life lessons in my show but I have learned something from every single person on my show. And I have loved every single show like it was the first show. Mm. Because I've just, it just the opportunity. I have been so blessed in my life to have the opportunity to meet so many people from all over the world. And then my show's just an extension of that life that I had started some 40 years ago. So it, it's just, I just, I just find it so amazing. So when you read those people, I, I would assume when, once you get yourself, you wrap your head around, they are just people. They right. are just people. And right. Is it easy to read them? It's pretty much, I, I don't really differentiate. Um, I, I have to get who they are out of my head. And I really like knowing as little as humanly possible at everybody. The more I know about someone, the tougher it is to do the reading because I have to go deeper. I don't want to say, oh, you know, put something on a report that I already know because that's useless. I want to give them new information and, and get more in depth. 
So if someone asks me to do a reading that I already know, I, I always say, okay, you know, I'm just going to go deeper and, um, and it's a little bit more challenging. So I really prefer to know as little as possible so I don't get in the way of my guides. That, that's so awesome. I think that um, what you do is, A, just so needed because it, it, it recenters people. I mean, after, after you did my reading, I, I really did recenter me in the fact that I already, I mean, I know my deficiencies. I know that I, I, I like to shelf things. I'm that person who compartmentalizes everything. Like, okay, that's out of my brain. Get away from me. And that's <laughs> done. And that's done. And because I've lived such a fast and furious life, that's one of the things, the, one of the reasons I get through so many things and get through sure. issues. However, I, I really, I appreciate and I, and I recognize and I, I, I applaud you for bringing things out that are things that you, you just forgot about, basically. You just kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll deal with that later because everybody has that, I'll deal with that later. Medically, that is not a good thing sometimes, right? It's true. And we also sometimes, well, often people will come to me with a presenting problem if it is medical. And I will bring out all sorts of what they think are unrelated things and then show them how this is all related. And our bodies are connected. All the parts of our bodies are connected. And how if you can address this thing and that thing that the the issue you came to me for can be addressed. And it's, it's kind of funny because sometimes I'll be working with someone and the issue that they uh, came to me about does not come up in the reading. So I always ask when I start if there's anything that was not mentioned in the report, so to make sure that we cover it. And they'll say, well, this wasn't mentioned. Is that okay? And I always I say, it's really great that it wasn't mentioned because usually that means that that's not your main issue and it's often what you're worried about. Um, or it means that that's not what you really need to be thinking about and we need to be focused on other things. So it's, you know, again, I've, I've learned to kind of let the process take care of itself. Right. I love that. I think that's amazing, especially because I mean, you are, uh, you know, you're a licensed professional, you're a licensed counselor. And right. You're, right. And, and so, you know, that, that a part of it, like, I like, so you let, you, you gave me the, the tools, you give people the tools, and then where does it go from there? After the reading, what happens then, Katie? Yeah, so I don't give diagnoses. I feel that that's very irresponsible. I will point out, as you saw, I will point out symptoms or point out things I see. And then I will recommend people that I trust for either verification or what, of what I found for testing for um, additional treatment if somebody already knows they have something. So there's a lot of different professionals I work with. Uh, we will develop a plan for things like if emotional issues come up, if phys, uh, spiritual issues come up, we'll develop a plan for what the people can do to remedy those, you know, tools that they can use and, um, and what to work on first, you know, how to prioritize things. So it's very, very important that people leave that meeting with a plan, with some kind of, with answers, with a plan, with support. You know, people are able to ask me questions about the reading afterwards without charge because I don't want people to feel like, oh my God, I forgot to ask a question and now I have to make a new appointment. You know, I'm not like that. So I really want it to be a complete experience and people have also have often said you know one meeting with you is like a year of therapy and that that's really flattering oh that's amazing that's really that is very flattering actually that's well i i know i am just gaga about it i think it was great i think it was mm -hmm. awesome i spoke about it to several people since and and they were like oh my gosh i need to do this oh thank you everybody that needs that go and believe me i'll get seven bazillion emails about this everybody that says oh my god i need to do this listen to this now this is how you get in touch with this woman go ahead katie okay so www.katiebeecher k-a-t-i-e-b-e-e-c-h-e-r.com that's my website you can make appointments there you can email me from there i'm also on instagram 
Katie Beecher Medical Intuitive, and I have a Facebook page. You can find me at Katie Beecher, but the easiest way is my website. Okay, that's awesome. And um, please, everyone, I mean, if you if you have any questions or even even if you just want to give this a one-shot deal to see if how you feel about it or, or see if anything pops up, try it. Because, I, I again, there's things that um, – I shelved because I, I just I just felt they were annoying, and she thought, <laughs> they were annoying to me. Anything that gets in the way of my 150 miles an hour every day is an annoyance to me. So, um, so there's things that she brought up, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to address that. One, and I'll be honest with you, so everybody knows, one of them was like, I have to have I take care better care of myself because you know everybody knows me from my show as you know being the tough mother and helping everybody and. Here's the deal. I, I need to get my myself together and, and start worrying about taking care of myself as well. Yep. So thank you, Katie Beecher. I appreciate it. I, I'm so honored to have you on the show. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was so nice meeting you. Oh, of course. And uh, we'll check back with you soon. And in the meantime, try to stay. I, if it's 110 heat index in New Jersey, what the hell is it in Florida? For it's actually, from what I hear, it's actually hotter for you guys. So I don't know. It's it's not it's not cool here, but um, it's uh, I don't. I think it was about ninety two today, so I think it was a little cooler here. Oh boy! All righty then. I believe me, I won't be moving to Florida anytime soon. <laughs> Have a wonderful, wonderful night. And again, thank you, and thank you for being our guest. Oh, it was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anytime, and we'll be right back. Seth has. Headaches and headlines. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back. And Seth's got headlines and headaches. I do? You do. Oh, okay, I do. Um, all right. Well, the cow is ready for you. What? Um forget equine therapy next time you're feeling overwhelmed the latest animals to brighten your mood could be cows cow cuddling involves humans brushing petting and generally chatting with the cows says the new york times oh stop and at a farm in new york you could do just that for 75 dollars an hour for two people an equian therapist comes along with the cow cuddling session to make sure the animal remains happy too. And similar type uh, to other types of therapy, there are no guarantees of successful outcomes. One thing's for sure. The cows won't judge you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah well, there, you, you know where I live and there's a million cows. So maybe I should, I should look into this. I, you know, I, I did this before. What? Yeah. I did the cow therapy. You did not. Yeah, I was. I was telling him my problems. He's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> I don't know why I like, talked. Yeah, to it's like it's just. It was really good. It was like yes. I sometimes you just want someone to listen. Yeah. Thank you, Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And don't forget to eat your merits. What are merits? Wait, merits? It sounds like um, it's a meat carrot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> As some food chains rush headstrong into a plant-based meat alternative, Arby's is taking a different path. The restaurant whose slogan is, we have the meats, has created a meat-based carrot called the Marit. The meat vegetable is made from turkey wrapped in cheesecloth and covered in carrot sauce. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Most fast food chains are waiting on the sidelines of the meat versus vegetable debate. While restaurant sales of meat alternatives have almost tripled, just two of the 15 biggest chains sell the products. Arby says it's also working on a meatless broccoli. Or a meat, a, not meatless, right? It would be a meat broccoli called Mockley. Ah. Wow, Arby, they're really cutting edge over there at Arby's. <laughs> oh my, the whole thing sounds just disgusting. They have the meats. Yeah. Good quality stuff. Yeah. Okay, guys, next time, uh, Arby's on me. All right. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo All right, let's talk, let's, let's talk about even more crazy stuff. Elon Musk wants to reach your brain. Uh, Elon, I know you're a listener of the show. Stay away from my brain. Please, please 
Stay away from what Seth has left. Yeah. God. An implant that can be inserted into the brain is just some of the technology Elon Musk-backed company Neuralink plans to create. In the first, the company publicly revealed some of its product ideas, including a device that could allow paralyzed people to control phones or computers through brain-machine interfaces. If it succeeds, capturing information from cells and sending it, sending it wirelessly to a computer for analysis could significantly enhance our understanding of the brain, says the New York Times. Neuralink hopes to begin working with human subjects late next year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. So here's the gig. If it's for someone paralyzed and they they can insert something in their brain so they'll walk again or have use of their limbs again, okay. Just to tap into someone's brain, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Um, but thanks, though. Thanks, Elon. Yeah. The guy's love the, really love the cutting edge. What? That guy's really cutting edge. He is. He's cutting something. Cutting into your head. Yeah. The job that always pays most. It seems that becoming a doctor is still a good idea. Not only for mankind, but also for your bank account. Four of the top five highest paid jobs, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, figures cited by Bloomberg, are in the world of medicine, with general practitioners coming out on top. The stats refute the idea that finance, big tech, and law are the real road to riches in the U.S. Meanwhile, food workers are some of the lowest paid people in the country, and they handle our food. That's gross. I know. Ooh. All right. So don't eat, away. eat at home, okay, everybody? Yes. Don't go out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's my message for today. Okay, goodbye. I'm with you. The art of not multitasking. With the rise of smartphones comes the rise of multitasking. Whether it be sending a work email on the subway or taking a business call at your child's school play, we often feel that we're achieving multiple things at once when we multitask. But actually, the opposite is most likely true. Dun, dun, dun. Surprise! <laughs> Our work and performance suffer when switching between tasks. It's better to do one well, take a short break, then move on to the next, says the New York Times. Of course, the New York Times should just tell us all how to live. Exactly. Thank you, New York Times. Thanks, New York Times. What would I do without you? Probably have a better life. Okay. When you multitask. You're beating merits. You're beating merits what? and multitasking. What? You'd be eating merits and multitasking. Yeah, merits. They have the meats. When you multitask and think you're paying attention to several things at once, you're actually probably paying att scant attention to several things at once, it says. Okay, thanks. Yep. To be productive, be positive. Idea of the day, staying positive and fostering a positive work culture can improve your health and work performance, some workplace studies suggest. But keeping a positive attitude won't happen accidentally. Given our tendency to focus on threats, it requires daily focus and attention, says Talent Smart President Travis Bradbury. To keep it up, he recommends stopping negative self-talk, refocusing on positive details, and cultivating an attitude of gratitude. Okay. I'm yeah. going to try that starting tomorrow. You know, I noticed since it's been really, really hot and crappy, crappy out, everybody's really crabby. What do you mean? Oh, well, no, sorry. <laughs> All right. Is your boss spying on you? Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Why? Stop it. Employers at big companies have found new tools to snoop on their workers' texts, emails, chats, and meetings, the Wall Street Journal reports. Dozens of new workplace analytics tools have come into use following advances in artificial intelligence and natural language processing technology, and companies don't always reveal what they are tracking. Proponents say such data sharing can allow managers to better spot problem employees, wasted time, and high performers, while others are concerned the tools might be used unfairly to or breach trust and privacy. I don't know. If you're doing your job, you got nothing to worry about. That's exactly it. And you know what? Stop worrying about making sure everybody's doing the maximum they can do and just be nice to people. Maybe they'll want to work for you. How's that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see? Okay. Oh, finally, our last story. Heat wave ends in the east with a bang. Now it's the west's turn to bake. The sweltering misery is coming to an end for the east but it will come with a noisy bang of thunderstorms later tonight. At the same time, the heat will begin to crank up in parts of the West. The dangerous heat wave, which enveloped much of the Midwest to the East Coast, is finally breaking today as a front drops southward across parts of the East, the National Weather Service said. Showers and thunderstorms will accompany this 
boundary from the northeast to the southern plains to the Redwood Forest. And the Gulf Stream waters. <laughs> this land was made for you and me. All right. Flash actually, flooding. I was in a little flash flood in Brooklyn on Monday. That was fun. We were, yeah, last yesterday was torrential. Like, I was like, holy cow. Holy cow. It's Phil Rizzuto. All right. Nearly 50 million people live where flash floods are possible. Severe storms from New England to Mid-Atlantic. I think we lived through some of this already. Yeah, I think I um, that was last Friday. night. What's that? That was all last night, man. Right. At the heat of the heat wave on Friday, about 195 million people were under excessive heat watch or warning or heat advisory. Alert stretched from New Mexico to Maine. We're burning up here. What do you think is global warming? <laughs> No, that's just a myth. Okay. The heat was blamed for at least two deaths in Chicago and a larger power failure in New York City left tens of thousands without electricity. While the east cools off, portions of the western U.S. will start to bake. Temperatures will crank up in the east of the Cascades toward the northern Rockies. Heat alerts are, were in effect for 15 million people in portions of Nevada, Idaho, and Utah. And that's all I got, Karen. Back to you. Back to me. And guess what? Back to the heat because although it broke last night and this morning... And it was pretty good today. It was like 81, 82. It's supposed to be in the high 90s next week. Ugh. I know. So, but you know what? Again, 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 it's summer in the Northeast. So that's all I have to say about that. Hot town, summer in the city. Hot town. So again, thank you so much, Katie, for being our guest in the show medical intuitive it was very interesting i get, i hope you guys liked listening to that um she's incredible reach out to her it's it's worth it it's just it was super interesting to have that done thank you for doing my chart and with that being said this week's mother says is if there's no wind row there it is all right if there's no wind row so thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Stay cool. Drink a lot. Drink a lot. Drink a lot. And then out me alcohol. Have a great week, everybody. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.